It takes more than finely tuned Telio switches on your mechanical keyboard to be a great engineer. This is episode 101 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. If you didn't know, Telios are the connoisseur's mechanical keyboard switches. <laughs> they only type Colmac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, congratulations to you, Dave, on reaching episode 101. It's a big milestone. Yeah, it's even bigger milestone than I think I was expecting by about <laughs> one by, episode. By one. <laughs> the, the truth is the pressure of delivering an extravaganza for episode 100 was too great, so we're just skipping it. <laughs> and then we don't yep. have to keep the expectations low and we will exceed them. <laughs> <laughs> there really are two ways to exceed expectations. Two ways to exceed expectations. Another alternative is to do like reacted with their versioning. So they went from version 0.14 to version 15. So we could go from episode 99 to episode 9,999 <laughs> and just really crank those numbers up. <laughs> Welcome to our 10,000th episode. Find some bugs in podcast apps. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when your episode number overflows a 32-bit signed in? <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure it can only be good for the listener base. <laughs> <laughs> only good things, right? <laughs> I was thinking we could go to some kind of semantic versioning scheme. So where we have like a dotted triple for our episode numbers. And then every time we give advice that contradicts advice we gave previously, we have to, <laughs> we have to bump the major version number. <laughs> So every time, <laughs> <laughs> which is effectively what we've been doing, actually. Yeah, that's every true. episode is a dot. Just zero imagine, list. yeah, imagine a dot zero dot zero after <laughs> every episode number. This is episode one hundred and one dot zero dot zero. Um, yeah, we are consistently inconsistent. <laughs> we have some patrons to talk about. Do you want to thank them? Yes, I do. Or discuss we, them. I, I would like to talk about them behind their back. Uh, <laughs> So we have three weekly patrons we'd like to thank for donating at the level that gets them a shout out every episode. That's Dustin Coates, Sean Clayton, and TypeScript Tips. Also, uh, now, one time, is oh. that a computer or a person <laughs> or a robot? I think it's a bot network who's donating to our uh, Patreon. <laughs> Was this a very prescient set of parents who are like, you know, in 30 years, <laughs> there's going to be a thing called TypeScript. <laughs> And for a couple of years, people are going to talk about it a lot. <laughs> I'm going to capitalize on that. The whole rest of their life will be miserable because of their name. <laughs> They'll have tips. a brief shining moment in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> We'd also like to thank a new patron who joined at the one-time thanks level named Roman Pustilnikov. Thank you, Roman. That was a great job pronouncing that name, by the way. I have no idea how to pronounce it. And you carried it off with grace and poise. Or at least confidence. Yeah, I think I would have broken down crying <laughs> if just not at the sight of at the sight of <laughs> names that that look like they come from a different part of the country or different name, part of the world. Names that aren't your name. Yeah, names. <laughs> <laughs> I am an expert at pronouncing my own name most of the time. I have That's spelled good. my name wrong before. Have you ever spelled it wrong? Oh yeah, yeah, I spelled it wrong before. Not for a while though. <laughs> <laughs> it's been weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right. I will dive into it by reading our first question. This is from a listener named Sarah. A fellow developer submitted a pull request for me to review. The logic was totally fine, but the spacing drove me nuts. No spaces between the word else and the curly braces. We use a linter to enforce some coding style, but because this wasn't a rule in the linter, I wasn't sure if it was fair game to call him out on it. Was I being petty? 
I knew that if this got into our code, I would end up fixing it later myself. I told him I would approve the PR, but thought the spacing should be made more readable and consistent with the rest of the code base. What is the proper etiquette here? Mention it and add the rules to the linter later. Don't care about spacing if the code gets the job done. I think the only the only response that's appropriate is World War Three. I mean, spaces. Well, you're saying the issue was there weren't tabs between the curly brackets <laughs> and, and the else, right? <laughs> what I, what actually, what I was saying is that Jameson and I are 100% certified to talk about this subject because we are space lawyers. And That's true. I think most people probably thought we were talking about outer space. No. <laughs> we were talking about spacing in your code. You know, why, why don't we? Okay. Tell me this, tabs people. Why do you use tabs for indentation? but not between the equal sign and the thing you're assigning. Sounds like you're a little inconsistent. <laughs> I'm going to make a linting setup that does that, I think. said so no spaces anywhere, only tabs. Yeah, okay, okay. Here's another thing. I see people that align, they want to align all their equal signs or align their their colons if they're they're like creating a, an object or something. There's basically all these symbols in a row they want to line up and they do they either have some editor integration or some painstaking manual labor to put the right amount of spaces in. If you just use tabs in between every every token, then it's already aligned. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Why? I think I've hit on a revelation here. Yeah, I mean, how hard could it be, right? I mean, surely different length words would never throw off that scheme. Uh, no, because the tab would be a variable length tab. <laughs> you, you, that would be up to your editor, right? And it's based on the previous lines tab placement? Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, one that's tab a, stop per line. They all end at the same That's just a presentation place. problem, but the data model is sound. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just a backend developer, but I know that the UI is easy. <laughs> 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 oh man i've definitely never heard that um yeah this is <laughs> a good question <laughs> i had a thought while reading it yeah the thing that is unlikely to change anything is you telling this person i approve of this pull request but the spacing should be changed to be consistent because that means i approve yeah, that's, you can go I, off as soon as you work. say I approve. I stopped reading. <laughs> yeah, so so there's no person who is responsible to go change it unless you just up and do it. So if you want it changed, you either need to say you should change it, or you need to to assign that responsibility somewhere. But just saying, like I think this should be different without a person explicitly picking up that task will result in no one doing that. That's the thing that happens all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, and it, I believe it would happen in this case too. Now, the Jameson, responsibility would just like diffuse into the ether. But unless you have Jameson Dance on your team, because if I recall correctly, you are the king of cleaning up other people's spacing in the code base and then submitting these like 10,000 line diffs. Yeah, clean, cleaning up is, a, uh, is one way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so at my first job, there were mixed tabs and spaces and this could not stand. Just how could I go on working? when this existed. <laughs> so I just went through all the code and by hand just like typed a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I think it <laughs> took me several days and there were merge conflicts like crazy. And, but I merged it 
And then I'm pretty sure that whoever it was that put them in was just like doop a doop a doo and type on their editor again and like wiped it all out next time they touched those files. But th- <laughs> this has this has haunted me. The desire to do this has haunted me throughout every job. Most recently, I have been helped by the existence of tools that help enforce this. So there's stuff like GoFumpt and Golang, Prettier in JavaScript that just like does it all for you. You just apply it to a file, it formats it. You, you have no did choice. Did you say GoFumpt? Yeah, that's how you say it. Wow, I've never heard it said out loud. I've heard from reputable Golang people. Reputable gophers, gophers? I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's how you say it. Gophumped. That is that is classic. I mean, these people clearly come from a C background, right? They totally do. I could talk for a long time about the the culture of the language and and the people that are attracted to it. It's really interesting, and I like it. You and your Malik and your Sprintf. No Malik in Go, thankfully. No, no. But, I mean, um, I'm just going. I'm just hearkening back to the C that brought them here. Oh yeah, they definitely, they definitely like knowing. Well, I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just like opened Pandora's box and peeked inside just a little. Yeah. The point is, I have done this a lot, and I've done it in ways that provided no benefit to the team and that no one bought into, and I've done it ways that provided benefit to the team. I've also been on teams where. Um, they set up linting that conflicted with my personal viewpoint. And I, I, you said World War III, Dave, I went to war. <laughs> this was the maddest I've ever been about a technical decision at work. What? Like by far. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and, and I had what I believe were some valid reasons, but a lot of it was just, just emotion about like, this thing is wrong and bad. Ah, So there's just something about style that, creates uh, intense emotions in people that care a lot about it. And I'm one of those people. And there are also people that don't care at all and just are like, why why do you care how many spaces are between this curly brace? I do have a friend who said that he likes working in code bases where the style is inconsistent because it's like little signatures from different people. <laughs> you can tell like, oh, this person did this part because they, yep. they use the GCC style or whatever. and mm-hmm. uh, Or what is it? I don't know, gnu I don't know, whatever that style is. K&R style? Yeah, that's what it is. That's probably what I mean. So you're and like, it does it's not almost bother like, him. it's like walking through an old town and you're like, oh, I'm in the Latin Quarter. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It does not bother him one bit that, huh. that curly braces and spacing and all that stuff is inconsistent. Well, I, I mean, think about all the missed opportunities he had to feel rage. I feel like his experience <laughs> is incomplete. Yeah. Yeah, he probably worked a lot less hard because he was less fueled by... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he probably slacked off from a whole bunch. <laughs> I think there's potential for discussions about formatting and spacing to nerd snipe certain people. And I am one of those people for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I am I am easily distracted from my day from my real work to like space stuff out correctly, or at least consistently. Totally snipeable. Yeah. I have evolved, so I don't care what the style is, but I still care a lot about it being consistent. And I, I think, oh, go ahead, Dave. No, I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking about you. That's all. I got nothing to say. <laughs> I hope you have stuff to say. I could talk about feelings about spacing forever, but I need you to interrupt <laughs> me. <laughs> I need to backspace this conversation a little bit. Uh, I, I think, I think you and I are very different on this subject. <laughs> I just do not care. And I think there may have been a brief point in my life where I cared, but I can't remember it. 
I, I remember maybe feeling that way, but I just don't. I am so happy to adapt to the style that's going on in the repo I'm working in. I'm like, whatever it is, I will pattern match it to the T. You will not be able to distinguish my code from anyone else's by the spacing. And uh, I just go with the flow. And, and actually, I'll tell you what else. I'm actually kind of hypersensitive about it. About 10 years ago or so, I was working in C++, and one of my developers, who is a very humble, very quiet, unassuming not in your face guy. He made a very subtle comment about how I put extra spaces inside the parentheses of my if expressions and my function calls. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I would do a paren and then a space and then the parameter list and then a close and then yeah, a space and then a close paren. You're a monster. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't I don't think I see this this style very often, but I did it every all the time. I did it for a couple yeah. of years. And he made this one comment and as if to point out that that was kind of silly. And I looked over at him like, oh no. And he just instantly like shut down. He's like, oh no, no, no nothing. Never mind. Forget, forget I said that. And I, <laughs> he, he's seen the wars. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the wars in my eyes. And That man is a veteran. <laughs> and uh, he just kind of shut the down. style he, wars. This is, this is his style. He's very uh, un, unobtrusive, I guess you could say, as a person. And yeah. I, I immediately changed. I was like, oh my gosh, he doesn't like that style, that spacing style. So I just immediately switched. And all the code I wrote mm-hmm. going forward, I got rid of those spaces. And so I think I'm just very adaptable and very, um, what's the word, influenceable, uh, gullible? I don't know what, what the word is. So I think there's a couple different facets here. One is like caring a lot about a specific style and the other is caring about consistency. What I gather from this question is, is it might be about consistency because she specifically mentions the spacing should be, the spacing should be more readable and consistent with the rest of the code base. And, and I think, I think my friend who doesn't care about consistency is an outlier. I think there is an argument you could make just from culture that, that most teams prefer style to be consistent. Yeah. I think there's a very good pseudoscientific junk science argument you could make about that. (laughs) Yeah. It it also it, increases productivity. It it eliminates these arguments if you have it consistent <laughs> and if you have tooling to automate it. Okay, that's And fair. that's the thing I like wait, more wait, 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 about. Wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on. Does it eliminate the arguments or does it just defrag them and com- com- consolidate them all to one gigantic argument at the beginning of a project? Which is like, do we use this thing or not? Mm-hmm. Like, well, arguing over sure. what the final linter rules are going to be for like three days and then you never discuss it again. Yeah, so there there are opinionated linters and there are unopinionated ones. And I think unopinionated style linters are are a breeding ground for more discontent. But the ones that just like put your code in, get your code out, can't do nothing about it. Those are my favorite. Like gofumt. Like gofumt and prettier. Um they I guess there there are a couple minor exceptions to configuration with prettier, but the uh the 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 joy for me there is not that I love the style that Prettier formats my code in. It's that I just like smash my hands on the keyboard and type nonsense. And I, I spend 0% of my brain worrying about making something look a particular style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my editor just does it for me or my some script runs and does it for me. And that's even more valuable than having a consistent code base. It's consistent, but it also happens automatically. Yeah, so I agree. I agree. I, I think the point is that if if you have a a an agreed upon set of styles, there are tools in several languages that will 
either warn about those styles being violated or even change it to fix those styles automatically. Mm -hmm. And if there's a style that is followed in the rest of the code that isn't in those tools, then put it in the tools. And then you don't have this problem of like having to be the, the person nagging someone about their style and, and blocking their important functionality change or feeling like no one's going to change it. So you have to go back and clean up after them or mm -hmm. just, it's just a bad, bad place. So I feel not like not an effective use of your time. I, I totally agree with that. And I feel like our tools are really weak in this regard because what happens is we all have our editors and even some advanced editors and linters like you're describing, they will present code to you in the style you prefer. And then they will commit the code in the style that the team has agreed upon so that the data model, like the underlying data store has the code in a canonical format. But mm -hmm. the problem is a lot of these tools we use for code review, they are not aware of these preferences, right? So we have a situation where we have a reviewer reading code in a style she doesn't prefer. And we, and if our tools were better, they could just say, look, I understand that the way we store the code and the way we present the code are two different things, and I know each person's preference. And wouldn't that be great? I mean, then you just would completely bypass these problems because the computer hmm. doesn't care. It's only about the user who's reading the code uh, in their editor or in their review tool. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't thought about just completely eliminating all styling except in in an editor that's kind of the argument you hear for tabs right is like i mm -hmm. get to figure out how indented things are yeah like what's your tab stop size yeah uh, it, it seems like there sometimes is some meaning communicated in in, in white space like you group things together they're probably related mm -hmm. uh everything on one line is probably like hopefully that's one idea you can kind of glance at the line and, and abstract it instead of looking at each individual token in the line and if you took all that away and left that purely up to the individual editor configurations you might lose some of that yeah that's fair i don't know but either way i think the the solution here is put it in the linter hopefully your linter can fix it automatically if not just fix it i think it's fine to care about code spacing it's it's a hard discussion to say i would like to modify our style but it's an easier discussion to say like hey we have this style, we should enforce it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And also, at, one of the things that I see that differentiates effective senior engineers from less effective senior engineers is their ability to recognize things like this that they don't need to be spending their brain power on. You know, you have a limited amount of time in your day, limited amount of effort you can put into your job. And if you're spending your time talking about white spacing in every code review, uh, that is time that could be spent on higher value activities. And so effective engineers will force these discussions to happen outside of the code review so that when the code review time comes, it's not part of the discussion because that will that is overhead, right? That will bog down the review, take you away from the important points that you need to be reviewing and that a human brain can review effectively while bogging down the conversation on stuff that a computer could have just done for you without any thought required. And it, it comes right down to it as a scalability problem. Like you can't scale as a senior engineer. And if you're needed to review all these things, but you're having conversations, which by the way, these are all asynchronous conversations, right? You're leaving comments here and there. And then that takes 20 minutes for the other person to get back to you, right? Or, or an hour or even a day if they're in a different time zone, right? Like these things just add tremendous overhead for very, very little value. So I would say that if you, if you encounter something like this in a code review, ignore it, and then offline later, after the code review is finished, set up a, a system to block this kind of conversation from ever happening again for anyone on your team. Yeah, I like that suggestion. I think we agree. We agree, even though we disagree on, uh, what is it, what did we disagree on? I forgot. 
It was like, you care a lot about the way that the code looks, and I don't care, I think, is what it comes down to. It. I mean, I, I care how it looks to a certain extent, but I don't care about spacing in certain ways, like extra spaces after curly braces I, and things like I that. I think we agree more than you think we do, because the thing I most care about is that it's consistent. And then okay. I do care somewhat about my own personal style, but I have like gladly abandoned that okay. in favor of tools that format stuff see i don't even think i care that much about the consistency i mean i care a little but not not that much i i value not having to think about it so yes. now there we agree and and a tool that makes it consistent means i don't have to think about it ever all right awesome Should we read the next question yes this comes from a listener named satya who says how do you express gratitude to your immediate supervisor my immediate boss who is a lead engineer for our team does an amazing job occasionally i get to peek into his world and see how much work he does I, was am I am amazed at all he does for the team, shielding us from company politics, keeping us updated on relevant info, dealing really well with team drama, and even makes time to contribute to code. How do I show gratitude besides building meaningful software? Top, top suggestion. Um, put this podcast episode on a floppy disk, some <laughs> kind of physical media, <laughs> slide it onto his desk, just leave it there. You mean put the yeah. first minute of this episode on a floppy disk? <laughs> well, not the first minute. The first minute of this question. <laughs> Perfect. It's like a, instead of passive aggressive, it's like passive friendly, passive nice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's passive effective. Passive. <laughs> so passive effective. So it'll be like yeah. a treasure hunt while your boss tries to find a floppy disk drive reader, a floppy disk. What do you call those? Yeah, drive. Trying to find a drive. <laughs> yeah. And then figuring out how to adapt a parallel port connector to a USB C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, All kinds that of adventures. That would make them feel very, <laughs> very appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> We had similar ideas when we were writing down comments. Mine was to change all the git commit attributions for your work to their name. Just mm -hmm. make it look like they got all your work done. Yep. And mine was to, every time you fix a Jira bug, put your manager's name on it so your manager gets credit. It's like a unique marketing opportunity where people below you pass up some of the money they earn to you and you pass up some of the money that you earn to the people above you. Huh. forming kind of a triangle or yeah. perhaps a pyramid. No, oh yeah, that's a better way to think of it. <laughs> yeah, cuz it's in three it's in three dimensions really if you think about it. So there's it's like a pyramid uh layout. Yeah, a, I think a pyramid scheme of Jira ticket closing is appropriate in this case. <laughs> 10% of all Jira tickets you close go to your boss. <laughs> <laughs> your upline. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine to just tell them to their face. If you have one-on-ones with this person, or if not, if you just send them an email or send them a note or, or, uh, just say, Hey, I, I really appreciate the work you're doing that. That makes everyone feel good. I think workplaces in general could usually benefit from more people saying things that they appreciate and like about each other. That's true. I have never seen a workplace where someone said, you know, we just have too many people saying thank you to each other. We need yeah. to cut that back a little bit. Yeah, we often focus so much on performance and often that turns into focus on things where you can improve that mm -hmm. um, just kind of appreciating and calling out all the things that people do well falls by the wayside. Because yeah, 
we have continuous delivery. We have continuous improvement. Why don't we have continuous gratitude? Continuous compliments. I love it. Yeah, I, I think you could just tell them. That would make them feel great. And it's not hard. Is it though? Is it hard to walk up to someone and say thank you? It's a little well, awkward. I guess maybe it is. Yeah, I guess maybe it's hard if you just like, I'm just going to go there and say thank you. Yeah, hopefully you have one-on-ones. That feels like a good opportunity for it. Or you could just yeah. say thank you when, um, if they do in the moment, right? They, uh, I don't know, they shield you from company politics. You find out about that somehow. So you just say, hey, I heard I heard you did this thing to prevent us from yep. having to deal with this pain. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, that's so easy yeah. to do. I think I think when you have a specific instance, it's 10 times easier to walk up to someone and tell them thank you um, mm-hmm. because you can just tell them what it meant to you that they did X. I mean, that specific thing. It's great. Whereas if you just walk up to someone and just say, hey, I just want to let you know I think you're really great and thank you. They're kind of like, what? That was out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. It could feel a little weird then. I have a little trick that I do um, pretty tell often. Me. Probably do this a few times a year. When I sense that someone is doing great work, and I want to tell them thank you for that, I will often send a brief email to their boss. And I will say, hey, I just want to let you know that so-and-so has done a really great job. I think they're a great engineer. Here's a few things they did that I was very impressed with. And I just want to let you know that I appreciate having them on the team. And I'm really thankful that I get to work with them. And then you send that email to the boss. And then you forward it to the employee also just to let them know, hey, I sent this to your boss. People love it. I've done that. I probably do that a couple of times a year and I genuinely mean this. Like I would never do this just to, I don't know, earn points with someone, but it makes people feel so good. And it makes people, it makes me feel really good when people do that for me. It's very, very thankful because not only is it just a gratitude thing, but it's a grat- it's a, it's thanking them in a way that will benefit them, you know, by, by helping their boss shape a positive image. Hmm. Yeah. I really like that. I think I've done that in a less structured way, just like recently a couple of people helped me out on a thing and while while updating other people on the status of it i made sure to call them out and say like and these people did some extra work to make this happen so some of it could be giving credit to people too but but i've i haven't done that explicitly where i've just said like who's their boss they've been doing great stuff i'll tell them i really like that and it it doesn't cost you anything either right like it's it's not like yeah. there's a zero sum game of that's like, right you'll you'll thank them and now you lost something you yeah you used <laughs> up all the goodwill i i <laughs> i think this would lead to people having more trust and respect for each other in general if you create a culture where where people appreciate the work everyone else does and Agreed. that's motivating in a in a much different way than like gotta shape up or i'm not gonna get the rating i want or not gonna get that promotion or this person's gonna be mad at me yeah, I, I I really like that you asked this question though because oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever explicitly said thank you to my boss for doing nice things for me. I've been very influenced at work by how by the kind of stuff my boss has done, whether I they were doing things that felt like they helped me a lot or, or less so. But I haven't really taken time to explicitly say thank you, and I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Totally good. In fact, I think it would be good if I had like a recurring calendar reminder probably on a monthly basis that says, hey, think of someone you appreciated in the last few weeks and send them a note to say thanks. Yeah. I think, I think that'd be a great mechanism to help remind you to, to do this because frankly, the world could use more of it and consistency is important here because it's the kind of thing that can fall by the wayside. Yeah. Um, Satya is asking about their manager. I think it, I mean, it could apply to anybody too. And it, it also applies going the other way, managers thanking their, uh, 
their their team members. I feel like that might happen a little bit more often, just because there's there's often an interaction where a, a manager might ask someone to do something,、mm-hmm. they go do it, and then they say thank you for doing that thing. But I'm I'm sure it doesn't happen too much still, right? Yeah, yeah, probably not too much. I, I, can there really be a too much? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, no, there cannot. What about okay? Would there are there any like really out of bounds weird things you could do to thank your manager, like buying them a like, car? Good or bad? <laughs> no, <laughs> there like, are plenty、like、bad. of bad things. Yeah, bad. That's what I wanted to say. Like, what? Where are the boundaries here? Like, should you get your manager? Should you buy them a basket of candy? Should you? You know, are there gifts that are inappropriate? Obviously, there are, but like, yeah. You know, when where know. do you draw the line? I mean, sending a nice note to their boss is one thing, but that's obviously within bounds. But I'm sure there's some stuff that. Maybe would be out of bounds. I don't know. Why would you do more than that? I don't know. Maybe you just feel like、You're、the little like, email is like too the director、cheap. of a play gets roses at the end of it or something. Exactly. The end of a sprint, buy your boss a fruit basket. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Would that be、That'd、inappropriate? Be I think. Yeah. I, I don't I, think it'd be inappropriate. I I would be like, why? I don't. I, I guess thank you, but why did you? <laughs> I didn't I, need it. <laughs> can I expect this fruit basket every month or after every sprint? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the bar is so low that just saying thank you is is great. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll circle back in six months when the world is full of gratitude and overly thankful, and we'll decide. Yeah, once we've solved that, we'll we'll raise the expectations a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Don't touch them. Don't like going for a hug. Yeah, yeah. A long extended handshake, staring deep into their eyes. <laughs> Keep it, keep it profesh. Keep the profesh. <laughs> All right. Well, I like this question. I feel like thinking about this question has made me a better human being. Yeah, me too. I want to say to you, Satya, thank you. <laughs> thank you <laughs>、yeah. for asking this question. Thank you. You know, Dave. Thank you for putting it in here because you selected it. I did, and I'm going to send a note、uh, to your boss to say thank you for、uh, all of Satya's good work. We don't know who Satya is, but we will hire a private eye, pay them, and thank them. Nothing says thank you like hiring a private eye to track you down in your personal life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. I think we've answered this question. Yeah. <laughs> Borderline into the creepy land, and yeah, that means the show is and over. And backed swiftly out. <laughs> <laughs> What can people do if they want their own questions answered, Dave? Go to our website at softskills.audio and click Ask a Question. Then, as long as you're there, go to Twitter and follow us at softskillseng, where we tweet about stuff. We'd love to have you.、Mm-hmm. All right, thank you for listening. We will catch you next week.